This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. إِنَّ قَارُونَ كَانَ مِنْ قَوْمِ مُوسَى فَبَغَى عَلَيْهِمْ وَآتَيْنَاهُ مِنَ الْكُنُوزِ مَا إِنَّمَا فَأَتِحَهُ لَتَنُوءُ بِالْعُصْبَةِ أُولِي الْقُوَّةِ إِذْ قَالَ لَهُ قَوْمُهُ لَا تَفْرَحْ إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُحِبُّ الْفَرِحِينَ وَابْتَغِ فِيمَا آتَاكَ اللَّهُ الدَّارَ الْآخِرَةَ وَلَا تَنْسَ نَصِيبَكَ مِنَ الدُّنْيَا وَلَا تَنْسَ نَصِيبَكَ مِنَ الدُّنْيَا وَأَحْسِنْ كَمَا أَحْسَنَ اللَّهُ إِلَيْكَ وَأَحْسِنْ كَمَا أَحْسَنَ اللَّهُ إِلَيْكَ وَلَا تَبْغِ الْفَسَادَ فِي الْأَرْضِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُحِبُّ الْمُفْسِدِينَ قَالَ إِنَّمَا أُوْتِيتُهُ عَلَى عِلْمٍ عِنْدِي أَوَلَمْ يَعْلَمْ أَنَّ اللَّهَ قَدْ أَهْلَكَ مِنْ قَبْلِهِ مِنَ الْقُرُونِ مَنْ هُوَ أَشَدُّ مِنْهُ قُوَّةً مَنْ هُوَ أَشَدُّ مِنْهُ قُوَّةً وَأَكْثَرُ جَمْعًا وَلَا يُسْأَلُ عَنْ ذُنُوبِهِمُ الْمُجْرِمُونَ فَخَرَجَ عَلَى قَوْمِهِ فِي زِينَتِهِ قَالَ الَّذِينَ يُرِيدُونَ الْحَيَاةَ الدُّنْيَا يَا لَيْتَ لَنَا مِثْلَ مَا أُوْتِيَ قَارُونَ إنه لذو حظ عظيم وقال الذين أوتوا العلم ويلكم ثواب الله خير لمن آمن وعمل صالحا ولا يلقاها إلا الصابرون فخسفنا به وبداره الأرض فما كان له من فئة ينصرونه من دون الله وما كان من المنتصرين 
وأصبح الذين تمنوا مكانه بالأمس يقولون ويك أن الله يبسط الرزق ويك أن الله يبسط الرزق لمن يشاء من عباده ويقدر لولا أمن الله علينا لخسف بنا ويك أنه لا يفلح الكافرون صدق الله العظيم Bismillahirrahmanirrahim in the name of Allah most beneficent most merciful Alhamdulillahirabbil alamin all praises are due only and solely to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala my creator your creator nourisher cherisher sustainer provider and the one whom entire creation will return to wa usalli wa usallim ala nabiyyina Muhammadin al-amin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi at-tayyibin at-tahirin wa man tabi'ahum bi ihsan ila yawmiddin Complete blessings and salutations upon the most beloved and the highest of all creatures, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Blessings and salutations upon all the sahaba radiallahu anhum, and upon the tabi'een, upon the four illustrious imams, upon all of us, upon the ulama who have passed within this ummah, and upon those in our midst. And may the blessings of Allah be upon our offspring who will come until the day of qiyamah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Make our offspring from amongst those who will fight against Dajjal in the army of Isa alayhi salatu wassalam. Amen. Honored ulama, beloved brothers and sisters, dearest listeners, if we are to look at the waves of the ocean, we will hear a sound. What is that sound? Many will say it is water. And the little droplets are bashing onto one another, creating a sound. Is that sound not so soothing? Water is a creature of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That water engages in an act of worship or several acts of worship. That act of worship is the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Dhikrullahi tabaraka wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, وَإِن مِّن شَيْءٍ إِلَّا يُسَبِّحُ بِحَمْدِهِ وَلَكِن لَّا تَفْقَهُونَ تَسْبِيحَهُمْ Indeed, everything engages in the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All the creatures of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala engage in His dhikr. But we do not comprehend that dhikr. When we hear the leaves of a tree, on a windy day, we think it's just leaves. Because of our weakness, we feel that it is just a sound created by nature, not realizing that nature itself is a creature very obedient to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah grant us understanding. When we hear a mosquito irritating us at night, and I'm sure we know the sound I'm speaking about, the humming sound around our ears, the mosquito is looking for sustenance. 
To go out and look for a sustenance is also an act of worship, which we need to engage in. No mosquito will sit in one spot automatically. It will fly out. If the sustenance is written in my blood or yours, Allahu Akbar, may Allah save us. But that mosquito is fulfilling a duty that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed on it. And at the same time, the sound that is created may well be the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but we do not comprehend. So what is the meaning of dhikr? Some may say to sit with a tasbih and to say Allah, 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 Allah. Subhanallah, walhamdulillah, wala ilaha illallah, wallahu akbar. Subhanallah. The sound is so beautiful that it rings in our ears and it makes our hair stand. At times, we don't even understand it. That is just a portion of dhikr. To remember Allah by mentioning the tasbihat that we are taught by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam in the Arabic language. That is a part of the dhikr. But dhikr has a deeper meaning. If we take a look at the hadith of Jumu'ah, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam says, every Friday there is a competition. The malaika stand with huge sigillat, registers at the door of every masjid. And they record who came in first for Jumu'ah salah. Who came in second, who came in third, and what order were you and I? The malaika are standing. How many of us have even felt that there is a competition going on? Today, mashallah, coming into strand, there is a flea market. People rush there when they hear of the bargains, don't they? Because they know, I better buy it before others get hold of it before me. But when it comes to the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, don't you think it's more important than a flea market? Astaghfirullah, no comparison. Then we are delayed, we are late. Almost every salah, if you were to turn around, and we shouldn't do that because we should be worried about ourselves, we will find the same faces are late. Why? Yes, there are rules and regulations regarding coming late to the masjid and how to catch up the raka'at that you may have missed. But that is not to make it easy for you to come late every time. Some people know, oh, it is fajr salah. This imam will read very long because it is a Friday. I'll take my time. Has this person remembered Allah? No, this person is remembering something else. So I was mentioning the hadith of the register on a day of Friday. It is reported, فَإِذَا خَرَجَ الْإِمَامِ طَوَوْ صُحُفَهُمْ يَسْتَمِعُونَ الذِّكْرِ When the imam comes out and stands on the mimbar, the angels close the registers and also come to listen to the dhikr. What is being referred to as dhikr here? The khutbah, the warning, the wa'ad, the lecture, the speech, the reminder. That is also a deeper meaning of the word dhikr. To be mindful of Allah is dhikrullah. وَالَّذِينَ إِذَا فَعَلُوا فَاحِشَةً أَوْ ظَلَمُوا أَنفُسَهُمْ ذَكَرُوا اللَّهَ فَاسْتَغْفَرُوا لِذُنُوبِهِمْ 
those who may commit immorality out of sin, those who have made a mistake and they went into zina and other immoral acts, or those who have oppressed themselves in any way, suddenly they remember Allah. They become mindful of His presence. They become mindful of who they are and the fact that they are going to return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then they say, Ya Allah, forgive us. What led them to seeking forgiveness was the remembrance of Allah. The fact that they became mindful of Allah, from this we learn that those who are mindful of Allah, it will lead them to engage in istighfar. May Allah grant us forgiveness. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from amongst those who are mindful of Him at all times. So that really and truly on the day of Qiyamah, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam can call us out. And He can intercede on our behalf. May, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from amongst those whom Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam will intercede for. So, dhikr in the hadith of the register of Jumu'ah is used to refer to the khutbah of the Jumu'ah. And the term dhikr is also used to be mindful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَذْكُرُونِي أَذْكُرْكُمْ Remember me and I shall remember you. Which means, if you strive and struggle to please me because you know who I am and you are mindful of me, then definitely you will find me assisting you in everything that you are doing. May Allah help us and guide us to do the right things. What happens today? We call out to Allah, we make a dua. Ya Allah, give me good health. Ya Allah, give me a long life. Ya Allah, give me those who will be the coolness of my eyes from amongst my children. Ya Allah, solve this problem for me. Solve that problem for me. But when Allah tells you, my worshiper, read your salah, what do you do? When Allah says, my worshiper, speak the truth. My worshiper, go home and smile at your family members. It's an act of charity. We've heard that so many times. To smile at the face of fellow Muslims is a sadaqah. What about to smile at those who are closest to you? It's even a bigger sadaqah. So one whose character and conduct is not up to date, there is something wrong with his dhikr. Which means he is not mindful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yes, we need to engage in our tasbihat. They are of utmost importance. But these tasbihat must draw us closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sometimes shaitan comes, he knows that we've been sitting and engaged in the tasbih. La ilaha illallah, la ilaha illallah, la ilaha illallah, la ilaha illallah, la ilaha illallah. That melodious sound when shaitan hears it, shaitan is very angry and upset. So as soon as you walk out of the masjid, he, he wants to spoil what you've achieved. Or as soon as you get up from your dhikr, I'm speaking here of the tasbihat, he wants to spoil what you achieve, so you become arrogant and proud, and you think, I'm reading dhikr, these others are not doing it, they are astray. The minute you think others are astray, you must know you are worse than them. Because of that evil thought, the reward of your dhikr has been gone, has been taken away and given to someone else as a gift. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant that to us. So we must realize we need to strike a balance. And when we do deeds, what is a sign of acceptance? You become humble. May Allah make us humble. You do not think for a split moment that spiritually, I am on a higher level than the others, they are low. No! If that is the case, 
that means we do not even know and we have not even recognized our own Creator. Dhikrullahi tabaraka wa ta'ala has such a broad meaning. It is reported in one hadith where Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, anyone who sits and engages in the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the malaika make dua for them. They surround them, the mercy of Allah descends upon them, and Allah begins to speak about them in the heavens to those who are better. Today we are seated here, this is the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which means it is a reminder. This is what is referred to in the hadith. A reminder for myself and yourselves to get closer to Allah. Do you think Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is upset that we are seated here today? Nay, if we have the right intentions, inshallah, He is very pleased with us. Right now, there are angels who are protecting us. They will grant us from the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we will be able to feel the mercy descending, we will feel content, we will walk out of here with a smile, if we have the right intention. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is mentioning us to the malaika. One hadith says that Allah actually boasts to the malaika to say, look at my worshippers. Why boast? Because shaitan promised that I am going to lead these people astray. ثُمَّ لَآتِيَنَّهُمْ مِنْ بَيْنِ أَيْدِيهِمْ وَمِنْ خَلْفِهِمْ وَعَنْ أَيْمَانِهِمْ وَعَنْ شَمَائِلِهِمْ وَلَا تَجِدُ أَكْثَرَهُمْ شَاكِرِينَ Shaitan says, I promise you, O oh Allah, I'm going to come to them to lead them astray from the front, from the back, from the side, from the other side, from all angles, and I will show you that most of them are ungrateful for what you've given them. So when we are seated here, Allah says, you see, Shaitan is wrong. Allahu Akbar, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speak about us. ذَكَرَهُمُ اللَّهُ فِي مَنْ عِنْدَهُ Hadith. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us through Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that he mentions those who are seated to gain closeness to him. He mentions them by name to the angels. Can there be a greater gift than my creator and yours using your name and saying my worshipper so and so right now is earning my pleasure? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us understanding. That is the power of dhikr, the remembrance. Afdalu dhikri tilawatul Qur'an, subhanallah. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Do you want to know what is the best dhikr? The best form of creating a consciousness within one's mind and heart of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is to read the Qur'an to recite the Qur'an, to try and understand the Qur'an, to put this Qur'an into practice, to put the sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam thereafter into practice. The Qur'an will lead you to the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Because in it we read, وَمَا آتَاكُمُ الرَّسُولُ فَخُذُوهُ وَمَا نَهَاكُمْ عَنْهُ فَانْتَهُ وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهِ Allah says in the Qur'an, whatever the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has given you, make sure you hold fast, and make sure you follow it, and make sure you take it. And whatever he has prohibited you against, make sure you are the furthest away from it. May Allah grant that to us. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in yet another verse, 
قل إن كنتم تحبون الله فاتبعوني Say O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Tell your followers, tell the ummah If you claim to follow Allah, then follow If you claim to love Allah, then follow me And what will you achieve? يُحْبِبْكُمُ اللَّهُ وَيَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ Two things. Allah will love you. And you will achieve forgiveness. He will forgive your sins. Even if there was just one thing, we could have understood the second. The minute Allah loves you or me, immediately our sins would be forgiven. We love our children so much. This is not a comparison, but we've got to bring it to our minds to, to understand. Your little child can make a very big mistake in the house. Small little child. If you love the child so much, you say, don't worry, never mind. Don't worry. These glasses that you just broke, we'll buy another one. So long as you didn't get hurt. Yes. But don't do it again, you tell your child. That is the dunya love, we understand it. What about the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? It is far higher than that. But we need to create the bond. How to create the bond? And I want to cap with this. I want to end with this. To create the bond, we need to be mindful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We need to engage in our tasbihat. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam teaches us, who would like to enter Jannah? If you would like to enter Jannah, after your salah, you read the tasbihat 33 times, subhanallah. 33 times, alhamdulillah. 33 times, Allahu Akbar. And one time, la ilaha illallah wahdah. لا شريك له له الملك وله الحمد وهو على كل شيء قدير. And if you'd like 33:33 and Allah أكبر 34 to cap it at 100. May Allah سبحانه وتعالى grant us understanding. That dhikr, insha Allah, will drive us to Jannah. But a question I want to pose is: Do you think a person who reads that dhikr and says it without knowing the meaning at all? without even being bothered about the spiritual effects it's supposed to have, do you think that that will have the effect it's meant to be having? We just pay lip service to it and flip down the tasbih as quick as we can. Will it have the impact, the effect? No. What is the meaning of subhanallah? All praises are due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Glory be. In fact, subhanallah means glory be to Allah. Alhamdulillah, all praises are due to my Creator. The one who created me, nourished me, cherished me. The one whom I'm going to return to, I glorify Him, I praise Him. And Allahu Akbar means, He is the greatest. The one I'm going to return to. Who is the greatest? Think for a moment, whoever created you has to be the greatest. How great do you feel? We feel big, human beings, we feel nice. What about the one who created me and you? Surely He should be some supreme being that there can be no one greater. Today we look at the Mercedes, we look at the microwave ovens, the little chips, small little chip that they put in your wrist and you pass through, they know your bank balance and everything. These things have been created. People say, that man must have been a genius. You're talking of a man. What about the creator of man? Allahu Akbar Kabira. That is why when we say Allahu Akbar, we are saying, whoever created me, nourishes me, cherishes me, provides for me, cures me when I'm sick. The one whom I'm going to return to, whoever he is, he is the greatest and he is the worshipped one. Translating in the Arabic language as Allah, the worshipped one. 
So now when we say subhanallah, alhamdulillah, la ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar, now we should think, and it should have that impact, and immediately after that, we should engage in istighfar. Because Allah mentions it in the Quran, ذَكَرُوا فَاسْتَغْفَرُوا لِذُنُوبِهِمْ You remember Allah, you become mindful of Allah, you remember the fact that He is watching, you remember the fact that you are answerable to Him in totality, and that leads you to say, Oh Allah, forgive me, I have committed so many sins. Imagine a person on his deathbed. We are taught by Rasulullah wasallam if you are seated next to a person in Sakarat, remind them only of the good they have done, not the bad. What's the point of reminding the person, hey, you know, you committed zina three times and the world got to know about it. Astaghfirullah. Can he do anything? He can't. He'll cry because he's helpless. The only you must remind him, brother, you used to read salah and Allah loves you for that. You've got to make statements to this person who's in sakarat to try and make his journey into the akhirah as easy as possible. But that is one side. What about when I am in sakarat? I can prepare for it from now. Ya Allah, forgive me. Imagine a person in Sakarat, if I am in Sakarat, or you. And imagine if these sins that we've committed in our lives come back to our minds, we are going to say it was not worth it at all. It was not worth it. Why? I earned pleasure for five minutes, ten minutes. I lived a big life for a year, two years. Now I'm doomed for, for, forever. May Allah not do that to us. So because just the thought is so depressing, Allah says, do not despair, do not be depressed. قُلْ يَا عِبَادِيَ الَّذِينَ أَسْرَفُوا عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ لَا تَقْنَطُوا مِنْ رَحْمَةِ اللَّهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَغْفِرُ الذُّنُوبَ جَمِيعًا إِنَّهُ هُوَ الْغَفُورُ الرَّحِيمُ Say, O my worshippers who have transgressed beyond the limits, do not despair in my mercy. I will forgive all the sins. We are sitting here, we say, Astaghfirullah. Ya Allah, forgive me. I have committed so many sins. I promise you I'm going to head in the right direction from this day on. I will leave everything so that the day you decide to take me away from this dunya, Ya Allah, I will be from amongst those who will be happy, who will be able to say, I have strived to create the link between myself and yourself, O Creator. Never lose hope in the mercy of Allah, but engage in dhikr, in all its forms. Listen to the lectures, read books, try and listen to CDs which are beneficial, radio programs which are beneficial, not those which are detrimental to our well-being. Try and go into the company of some ulama, try and listen, come to the masjid, just sit here. You see these mushafs that we see in, the, in this masjid. Every Qur'an will bear witness on the day of Qiyamah. Al-Qur'anu hujjatul laka aw alayka. The Qur'an will either bear witness for you or against you. I was traveling with one man in one very poor country of Africa. And whenever we passed a masjid and we stopped, he would sit and we would read our salah. Then he would pick up one Qur'an, read one verse, close it, pick up another one, read one verse, two Qur'ans. And then he, we would go away. I told him, why? There are, why are you doing this? There are so many Qur'ans. He had tears in his eyes. I told him, please, help me. I haven't understood this. He says, this Qur'an is in a corner in the rural most place of Africa. On the day of Qiyamah, at least I wanted to bear witness to say, this man has read one verse. Allahu Akbar. 
from this Qur'an. Some of us come to the masjid every day, we haven't even picked up one of these Qur'ans. Because why? We come, time for salah. Immediately after salah, we march out. Yes, it's something good that we've come, we're coming for salah. But don't you think these Qur'ans have a right over us, that at least we touch them, they are here, it says waqaf, we see it written, we've never touched it, just to touch it, to say, I touched this Qur'an. And obviously, it would not be Islamic to read one verse here, then pick up another one, another verse there, another verse there, because we are not trying to show anyone here. But at least, if you live in the locality, your own locality, the masjid in your locality, these Qur'ans have a greater right, don't you think so? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the acceptance. And may Allah make us from amongst those who can listen and put into practice and understand and become conscious of Him and engage in all the various types of dhikr. Remember the tasbihat, don't forget them. The reading of the Qur'an, don't forget it. The reading of the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa and learning it, don't forget it. To arrive on Jumu'ah early, all is part of dhikr, don't forget it inshaAllah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us steadfast and strong. All I try to do today is to create a thirst within myself and within yourselves. And I hope we are thirsty now. It is lunchtime, inshallah, we can go out, we can eat, and inshallah we can also drink and quench that thirst. Wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabina Muhammad. Subhanallah wa bihamdihi subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika nashhadu an la ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk. اللهم صل على نبينا محمد وعلى آل نبينا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم اغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأبرار اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا إلا غفرته ولا هما إلا فرجته ولا كربا إلا نفسته ولا دينا إلا قضيته ولا مريضا إلا شفيته ولا مبتلا إلا رحمته ولا ضالا إلا هديته ولا ولدا إلا أصلحته ولا حاجة من حوائج الدنيا والآخرة هي لك رضا ولنا فيها صلاح إلا أعنتنا على قضائها ويسرتها لنا برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم إنا نسألك الهدى والتقى والعفاف والغناء اللهم إنا نسألك الصحة والعفة والأمانة اللهم أرنا الحق حقا وارزقنا اتباعه وأرنا الباطل باطلا وارزقنا اجتنابه اللهم حبب إلينا الإيمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره إلينا الكفر والفسوق والعصيان وجعلنا من الراشدين اللهم إنا خلق من خلقك فلا تمنع عنا بذنوبنا فضل اللهم إنا نعوذ برضاك من سخطك وبمعافاتك من عقوبتك وبك منك لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك اللهم اشف مرضانا ومرضى المسلمين وارحم موتانا وموت المسلمين اللهم إنا نسألك حبك وحب من يحبك وحب عمل يقربنا إلى حبك اللهم اجعلنا نحب بحبك من يحبك ونعادي بعداوتك من يعاديك اللهم آمنا في أوطاننا وأصلح أئمتنا وولاة أمورنا واجعل ولايتنا في من خافك واتقاك واتبع رضاك يا رب العالمين 
اللهم ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار وأدخلنا الجنة مع الأبرار يا عزيز يا غفار يا رب العالمين ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين